Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium stroller and crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge-level service gives you the perfect hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at MousePros.com. And Mickey Monthly, the Disney fans' monthly subscription box that brings the magic right to your door. Visit them at MickeyMonthly.com. And now, it's Cho Time! In the tiki 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 hut, in the tiki 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 hut, all the birds talk Disney and the listeners swoon. In the tiki 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 hut, welcome to our enchanted hideaway. You lucky people, you. If you weren't listening, starting right away, we'd be out of an audience too. In the tiki 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 hut, in the tiki 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 hut, in the tiki 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 hut, in the tiki 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 hut. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 2019, and welcome to the Enchanted Tiki Talk. With me, I have Keith. What's up, Keith? Hey, now, what's up, brother? Not too much, not too much. So we are finally back after, technically, we I, we almost haven't recorded in technically in almost three months, and the show hasn't been on the air in about two months. Uh, you know, it's been it's been really busy. You know, life, you know, certainly gets away a lot of the times, and you know, I apologize for that. It it, it did bother me that we we did miss some episodes because we went five years pretty much without missing an episode. Yep. So uh, it was hard, but with with Christmas. Uh, you know, I was down at Disney. I had a, I was way behind on setting up lights, my Christmas lights outside, and then all the, the other things that are happening with the, the holidays and all that, and the kids with all their extra stuff. So, you know, free time is a lot harder these days. It is, yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine what your calendar was like, but uh, I had lots of family stuff and work and some parties at work and. As a chef, the holidays are always the busiest time of year, so we had that and stuff. Um, but it's nice to be back. I missed it. Like, I missed you, which is weird. Um, oh, shit. But I did. Oh, shit. And stuff. So it's like I'm kind of excited to shake off the rust and get back into it. Yeah, we're going to give it a shot here. This is episode 266 for the week of uh, whatever in January. I know we're recording <laughs> on January 9th. Um, so, you know, with that, one of the things that we do want to bring up is that uh, I don't know if we're going to be recording every week. I'm not sure yet. I don't know if we're going to have a we're going to change our release date. I don't know if we're going to do Mondays, we're going to do Thursdays or we're just going to do whenever we record an episode and have it come out the next day. Um, I know consistency is pretty important, but I, I, I just don't know what's going to happen with the show. So. You know, also with that is that um, Steve is, um, because of our, our chaotic schedules, and it's not fair to Steve, uh, really more my chaotic schedule, and, and, and Keith is the most flexible in many ways. And <laughs> we are going to, uh, what's going to happen is that Steve is just going to do news for us, so we're going to play news in the beginning, and it's, we're going to try to be a little more consistent with the news and have the news come out uh, as close to the recording as possible. So meaning that uh, Steve recorded something today and this episode is probably going to drop on Thursday. So he, he recorded stuff that was up to date today on Wednesday of the 9th. So that should be pretty current as of recording. So uh, Steve isn't leaving 
But uh, I think going forward right now, it's just going to be Keith and I. Uh, you know, we'll have some listeners on, friends on to the show. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll add another third person. Maybe Steve will come. I don't know. We're just going to see how things run. That's kind of what we talked about. And we, we really <laughs> enjoy Steve. He's our friend. He's a, a fellow tiki bird at heart. But, you know, just like Sean said, it, it's unfair to... Uh, unfair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to expect him to um, record at short notice and try and get his stuff together. So it's just easier for the show to have him just record it. He's still our partner. He's still our contributor, blah, blah, blah. But as far as his recording goes, it's just kind of easier. Yeah. So with that, I'm going to throw it over to Steve for some news. Hi all, this is Steve from DisneyDiary.com, and here's what's news. Disney kicked off the year announcing the highly anticipated annual free dining plan. It's being offered July 5th through September 30th, 2019, and it's available when you purchase a non-discounted five-night, six-day vacation package that includes a room at a select Disney Resort hotel and a ticket with a Park Hopper option or a Park Hopper Plus option. You can book the special offer now through February 10th, 2019. Disney CEO Bob Iger let slip which month Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will open at Disneyland. This happened during an interview with Barron. It will open sometime in June. But lo and behold, as soon as that came out, Disneyland announced a price hike for daily tickets, annual passes, and parking. Ticket prices increased anywhere from 5 to 10 percent, while annual passes increased from 8 to 23 percent, and parking increased by 25 percent. The cheapest ticket available for a one-day visit in the value season now is $104, up from $97. And if you just want to visit Disneyland in the peak season, the cost for one day is going to be $149. That's up from $135. No news yet as to which month Star Wars Galaxy Edge will open at Disney World. We do know it will be in the fall. Now, forget the rose gold and millennial pink. The color of the year for Disney Parks is Potion Purple. The Potion Purple headbands and other merchandise are now out, and so is Purple Food. That's right, from cupcakes to churros to cotton candy, you'll be seeing Purple Food at the parks, both Disneyland and Disney World, for the year probably. Now, highlight January 18th on your calendar. Not only is it the start of the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, my personal favorite festival of the year, but Disney World is rolling out at new attractions all over the place, including the new Move It, Shake It, Mouska Dance at Street Party at Magic Kingdom, the Hakuna Matata Dance Party at Animal Kingdom, you'll be able to meet The Incredibles, Frozone, and Edna Mode at Pixar Place in Hollywood Studios, the Mike and Sully Meet and Greet will open at Inside Walt Disney Presents at Hollywood Studios, and Pluto is coming to Pete's Silly Sideshow in Storybook Circus to meet fans. Now finally, have you ever been home thinking about Disney and all of a sudden get a craving for a Mickey bar? Well, for a limited time in February, you may be able to satisfy that hunger. Mickey premium bars will be released for a limited time to certain grocery stores. The boxes are themed after Mickey the True Original Exhibition and feature classic Mickey. A box of six bars will cost $7.49. No word yet as to which stores will have them. Thanks for listening. Stay updated by checking out DisneyDiary.com. And now back to the two hardest working tiki birds you'll ever meet. 
Thank you, Steve, for that news report. And so, this week on Enchanted Tiki Talk, I'm so excited. This is crazy. But uh, <laughs> Calm down, Skipper. <laughs> we are going to talk about something that um, is near and dear to our hearts. Okay, not really near and dear to our hearts, but it's somewhat familiar to us. And that is, we're going to spend some time talking about Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios. We couldn't think of any other topics. We just wanted to come up with something a little bit more simple and, and talk about something that uh, we both can relate to that isn't something that we've talked about a whole lot. So, I mean, we've, we've spent a couple of shows talking about it, but just give people a, uh, a general idea of, of what exactly Toy Story is like. And I know in the last episode, you know, I did a live report from there giving you my thoughts, and we just thought that we'd spend a little bit more time um, talking about Toy Story Land. So, um, Keith, you went in August, and I know one of the major factors is heat and yes. lack yes, very, very lack hot. of shade. And I did experience that as well in November, and it was it's it's hot. It's hot during the day. There's no doubt about it. Well, yeah. And as soon as you said, "Let's talk about Toy Story Land," I got like claustrophobic and a little like PTSD and stuff a little bit, like thinking about it. But yeah, there is no shade there. But I think that they did a really nice job with the space that they had. Uh, it's a pretty small space for a land anyway, but the, the theming is really well done. Attractions are good. It's just if you go during the, the hot seasons, which you might want to skip the daytime and just go at night. Um, I agree with that. Uh, it's really cool at night and stuff. It's lit up and all the Christmas lights over Slinky Dog are lit up. And it's just, it's almost like, like Pandora uh, in the sense that it's, uh, it's two completely different lands in the daytime and nighttime. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things like I, everybody had said that um, it's hot and, I understand that Florida is hot, but you just don't realize how hot it really is there. I mean, we all walk around the parks and it's hot, but it's a little different in Toy Story Land because a lot of times you're not moving. Right. You might be waiting for a character, and that character line takes forever. We did that for Toy Story. We did that for um, Buzz and then uh, Jesse and Woody, and the line just doesn't move. You, you Ten people in front of you, you can take 20 minutes. And, well, uh, it's just hot. There's just no shade. Yeah, even at Woody's lunchbox, there's none either. I right. mean, it's they tried to put up some portable uh, umbrella stands for the, the queue lines, which you know <laughs> helped a little bit if you got to that point. And two, I mean, it, it's all a concrete. Like there's no foliage or the grass or anything <laughs> to break that heat up. Yeah, I agree. There's just, there's no, it just, it just stays there. It's very stagnant there because there's, there's no breeze. It's, it's just not going to go anywhere. And then, and referring to how it's sort of like Pandora. Yeah, in a way, I think you're right. It, uh, it's two separate experiences going from daytime to nighttime. Cause once nighttime comes around, the lighting is absolutely gorgeous, especially when you head over to the, um, alien saucer swirl and the you know the blue lights the red lights that are happening over there it's the music it's a lot of fun it just it just changes the ambiance to the whole land it, that's my favorite part at nighttime is being over in that area but 
also with that is seeing the the track for the Slinky Dog coaster, which you know lights up and changes colors uh, underneath. And it's pretty impressive to see that at night. So that is nighttime is. If I'm gonna go, if I was gonna, if I was gonna do this all over again, I'm not going during the day. I'm doing it at night because that is when the land comes alive. It's it's a lot cooler, and it just it's got a little bit more of a relaxed feeling at night as opposed to during the day because in a lot of ways there's less people there too at night because all the younger kids are, you know, back in the room or or back at the hotel resting and or eating. So nighttime, I just feel like is a little bit more relaxed. It's not as is hustle bustle that is true uh, the one thing that, that you can't experience at night i don't think uh, uh, that you can experience during the day is the green army men correct oh they were great when i was there it came and marched out and they did um army training exercises with the guests and and of course as soon as i said that i think of stripes but but uh, <laughs> that's another story. It's like army training, sir. But um, um, but uh, that performance is just spectacular. They they stay in character. They improv and ad lib. It, it, it's just it, it's really really funny. I mean, so it, if you see them, I would highly uh, recommend stopping and watching them for a few minutes. It's it's totally worth it. Yeah, I agree with you 100% because we, what I loved about it is when we saw them uh, in, in November was that they had the red and white Christmas cars around their neck. Oh, okay. And they were marching to some Christmas songs, but some of the antics that they do is uh, they were tossing up hula hoops in the air and they had the... The Pixar ball that they were bouncing around and tossing around, so you know it was—it's just a lot of fun seeing them inter- interact. Not necessarily with the people around them because they are performing a show, but they just stop, perform, march, stop, perform, and march. And it's—it's it's fun seeing that, and it just adds a little bit more to that experience. And you don't get that at night. And I, you know, I understand why because the the cast members that are performing there—they—they've got to go on to other things. So right. Uh, I get that, but um, having them is incredible there. So it's it's fun. I, I, w- I wish there was just a little bit more walk around characters, some some oddball characters, maybe if they they can throw some out there. Whether it would be um, uh, Little Bo Peep or or somebody else out there, it would be nice to like have a, a random character pop up too. You know, it's hard though with the space they have, and if it's a, a character character. You know that people are, you know, going to want to stop, take pictures, autographs, blah, blah, blah. And it's just going to bottleneck and jam up everything. Yeah. Um, at least with the army men, you know, it's a moving like performance. They stop, they do their thing, and, you know, they leave. So um, let's talk about food because I think that they did a really good job with the um, Woody's Lunchbox. The theming is spectacular. The seating is a little bit to be uh, desired. It's um, a lot of it. Yeah, um, uh, I got stuck at uh, like a standing, like a bar table. Like I made some friends though, because everything else was taken, and I was was a solo trip. So it's like a few people, you know, 
came up and asked if they could, could stand there and eat with me. And I said, sure. And like, I made some new friends that way. But which I think was was done on purpose because I think they didn't want people to just like to park there. It's a relatively small like seating space, and I think well, that's the problem. There's just not the the whole land is small. It's right. Everything is very tight. It's like it's almost almost fantasy land esque in mm-hmm. in terms of space. Maybe a little bit wider, but uh, yeah, there's not much room for anything. I think that that was they wanted a quick service restaurant there, um, but they didn't want it to be like a parking lot which is why they did um bar tables instead of like actual seats they do uh, uh, they have some um like tables and chairs but the food itself was really good i got the brisket sandwich the tots and i did get both of the pop tart pastries there is a raspberry one and then um there's a chocolate one the reason I got the chocolate one was because I waited so long for my food. The cast member felt sorry for me, so she gave me the chocolate one. Um, but right. uh, the food is really good. It's well done. And man, and those cast members have to crank that stuff out quick. So um, for kudos to them, you know, to, to keep the quality somewhat high and still like, you know, crank that food out quick. Yeah, we didn't eat anything over there just because one was the lack of space. There was no place to sit there and eat. And mm-hmm. two, it was so hot during the day that it just was not, uh, we weren't hung- hungry. But I did go over there three times the morning that we were there and get water. Yeah. So, I mean, that tells you something. <laughs> you know, just because it's so hot. Um, another thing, that, you know, I'd like to talk about would be is that. Um, the one thing that bothers me the most about the current state of Disney when, when they're putting in new lands is mm-hmm. the two attraction thing. I don't understand it. I don't understand Pandora. Animal Kingdom could have used another attraction. We, we all know that. And them just putting in the two attractions there, there should have been a third one. And the same thing goes with, with Star Wars. I mean, that's going to be a whole different ballgame. We can spend an episode talking about Star Wars land later on but I mean that needs a third or even a fourth attraction considering of, of what is, is expected over there but uh, even Toy Story Land granted that Toy Story Midway Mania is the third attraction in there but they should have added another one into that and one of the, the main reasons why and I understand there's another pad there available for either a restaurant or another attraction that it's that's ready to go for a future expans- expansion but there's always the talk about how busy Magic Kingdom is and how Magic Kingdom is the only place for kids to, to do things. So you go ahead and you you put in Toy Story Land right. and you have height restrictions on one of two attractions. I, I don't get that. You you're trying to still trying to draw people away from the Magic Kingdom, especially with younger kids, so they can go they go to the other parks. Put in another attraction. You have one spinner. Put some. I mean, there's so many other things that you could do. I mean, you. I mean, you saw the the parachute thing. I mean, there's other things that they can do. Um, but it needs another attraction over there to to get some more of the younger kids in there because I, I don't even think my daughter at age five was tall enough for it. Maybe she was. I don't remember. 
but it, it it needs another one because that park, even with Star Wars Land opening up, it's still going to need another attraction there. And even with uh, the the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway, much more call it, um, it still needs another attraction in that park. So I, I just don't get why they well, stop it too. I don't get it. I think with Toy Story Land, and I I hope I'm right, is is it they stopped it too for timing. They didn't want to take the extra time and build a third attractions restaurant or playland whatever if they needed toy story land open badly and yeah but they it's not gonna it's not gonna take much more time to add another one in there you're already building two at once what's the difference if you're doing a third especially a restaurant a sit down right why don't even they have a sit down restaurant that's toy story themed don't get it i, I don't well they they could essentially take over pizza rizzo and do something there but um yeah, that's too um, far away, though. Uh, I think that if they wanted something open as fast as possible to draw people there until Galaxy's Edge opened up, which isn't what they did. I mean, you saw the, the crowds over there. It's yep, it's ridiculous. So it, it did its job with everybody's complaints and opinions, and this is that. The fact is, is it still did its job. It's not perfect by any means. I do really like the new exit um, to um, Midway Mania. If you stop and look at everything, that's almost like a third attraction. I mean, <laughs> they put... Yeah, I, I, we didn't get a chance to experience it because the line was so long. So much stuff into that path to stop and look at. And there's army men and tinker toys and flyers and just, just all kinds of stuff in there. Um, uh, it's really neat. I mean, so it's not perfect. It's really fun. It's better at night, but the daytime still has its advantages too. I would say if they're doing, you know, extra magic hours over there, the free ones, absolutely. Um, take and switch your schedules around and utilize those. Uh, I still have not, uh, to ride Swirling Saucers yet, but Slinky Dog is an amazing ride. I loved it. Yes, it is. I mean, so uh, it is it, it, definitely worth the Fast Pass for. I think it's really fun. It's all in what you make it. If you walk in there expecting it, you know, to be small, crowded, and this will suck and I'll hate it, then it'll suck and you'll hate it. Um, if you go in with an open mind and say, hey, you know, like it is what it is. I'll just try and do as much as I can, enjoy it, see everything. I think you'll really enjoy it. All right, so final clo 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 sorry, final closing thought on this. What would you rank at a scale of 1 to 10? What would you rank? Well, uh, I think that you have to break it down <laughs> into categories, but... Over, I would probably give it a 6 out of 10 overall. Yeah, I was oh, thinking well, 6.5. Yeah. So we're sort of on the same Wow, that's stage. shocking, actually. It's, we rarely <laughs> agree on a whole lot when it comes to Disney. But yeah. uh, like I said, just take your time. Try and go at night. It's better than it's quieter. It's cooler. You just enjoy it. Yes, I agree. 
All right, so with that, we're going to end this episode of Enchanted Tiki Talks. So, you know, we want to thank everybody for tuning in if you decided to tune in. If you did not, then... <laughs> and you're not listening anyway, so... Um, it's your loss. <laughs> you know, first I want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Get your premium stroller and create rentals at kingdomstrollers.com. Let the vacation experts at mousepros.com help plan your next perfect Disney vacation. You can go to Breadbubble. Doesn't matter. We don't care. <laughs> You can connect with us on social media. You know, find us on Facebook at a channel at Tiki Talk, Instagram at Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. You can try and leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline. Some people have tried and failed, but you can give it a shot. That's two five six four nine Tiki. Or- yeah, yeah, a couple people they, they called and it didn't work. You could rate your thing on iTunes if you want. I, I don't know, but uh, you could find me on Instagram. I mean, you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Dizzy Dream. That's one M I N Dizzy Dream. Uh, mouseworldvacations.com and mousepros.com and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter right yeah um <laughs> at Dole Whip Daily I don't even know where I'm at but yeah it's Dole Whip <laughs> well at least you got out of prison for yeah yeah that uh, <laughs> at bail money so it's hard to come up yeah. with over the holidays so with that um everybody out there have a great 2019 Alan take it away Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Let us plan your perfect Disney vacation. And MickeyMonthly.com, where you can get the park sent directly to you. And by KingdomStrollers.com, for all your premium stroller and crib rental needs. For all of us here, I'm David Benter. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.